The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's get back to You Better You Bet. Presented by Bet's MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, hour number two. Jeremy Connick for Nick Cosmos alongside Ken Barkley. You better, you bet, right here on the BetQL Network brought to you by BetMGM. Now, we were talking NL Central. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you, I know we're not done with the NL Central. I want to get Jake's take on this, too. Um, so I, I just look at it from a standpoint of the Orioles were kind of in this situation last year where they were kind of not like the NL Central, but they were on the cusp of the playoffs. And it's like, all right, do you go for it? Or do you do what, like, do you look in the mirror and say, hey, this is who we are, we should make these moves? Because I'd be willing to say it worked out in the Orioles' standpoint. Everybody killed him for trading Jorge Lopez, Trey Mancini, and some other pieces away um, because they were still in the playoff hunt. But realistically, I think they did what's right. They wind up with Yunir Cano, who should be an all-star when all things said and done. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I feel like they did it the right way, but they're also in a division where they weren't chasing for the division lead like all these teams are. Yeah, and I think that applies to, I mean, I guess the Reds to a certain extent, but they're like a really young team. It definitely applies to the Cubs, who are like, I think the other interesting team here because they, the Brewer, and all of this, I, I guess it doesn't really start with the Cubs. All of this, I think, starts with the idea that the Brewers are a very vulnerable favorite. And we talk about like in award markets, like, okay, like you can look at each award market and rather than spend a lot of time on each one, you can just look at the favorite almost sometimes and be like, do I want to try to beat that guy? Or that team? Do I want to try to do that? So, you know, you look at the, we'll do award markets later. Like, do you look at Shohei Otani and be like, yeah, I want to be, try to beat that guy? Of course not. So why why are you spend any time on that market? Why are you doing that? Unless it's like, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of weeks ago when Otani's even money and you're trying to figure out what his, what the favorite's price should be. But in terms of this idea of the vulnerable favorite, which lends itself to like long shot betting or longer prices, spend your time elsewhere, man. Like, why don't you look at AL MVP, you know? Um, maybe you looked at NL MVP and you thought Corbin Carroll was interesting or Luis Arias was interesting because he's hitting 400 again or some of these other guys or uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who's like actually probably the best player in the league. Like, maybe you look at one of them, um, but you look at Otani, you're like, eh, I'm good. Um, and you maybe would look at one that we looked at before, like Masataka Yoshida, AL Rookie of the Year. Okay, I don't understand why this guy's the favorite. And spoiler alert, like, he's probably not going to win. He's got, like, a 1% chance of winning. Maybe he could win, but it's really, really, really unlikely. And so you'd spend some time on that market knowing that. Okay, well, you look at all the divisions. You want to take some shots at the Tampa Rays right now? Anybody want to do that? No, probably not. 
want to take some shots at Atlanta? Probably not. Feel pretty good about that. The other divisions, now there are different types of conversations. You know, it's like Rangers Astros is kind of a two-way market in the AOS. That's a little different. Uh, but the other three, both centrals and then the Dodgers still is a big favorite in a division they're not winning. Okay, maybe maybe that's where you spend your time, right? So you almost like eliminate the amount of markets you focus on by half just by asking yourself, is the favorite vulnerable here? And maybe you think the Dodgers are vulnerable. Maybe you don't. I don't have a strong opinion on it yet. Um, I I would I think the Twins are very vulnerable, but man, there's uh, who do you want to bet? And then you get to this market and you go, okay, I think we have a vulnerable favorite and interesting teams. We have both. It's like the only division where I think that's the case. The the NL West would be the other one if you liked the Giants or the Padres or the Diamondbacks, um, and didn't like the Dodgers as much as the market did. I think you could have that argument too. But in this one, like. The, the Brewers are kind of rated this way on projection. They are a bad team. Last 20 games, last 30 games. They're bad. That's a big sample. Uh, their frontline number one starter, Corbin Burns, isn't good this year. He's a good pitcher. He's just not good this year. Their number two starter, Brandon Woodruff, has been hurt like the whole season. And he is going to come back at some point. But we don't really know when that is. It's kind of soon. Maybe not. And that's what's guiding the projection. So it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. If like Corbin Burns is guiding this projection, but he kind of stinks. And if Brandon Woodruff and whatever that's going to be when he comes back from injury is guiding this projection, we don't really know what that's going to look like. Aren't they incredibly vulnerable? <laughs> like what? It's almost like, what am I missing yeah. here? And and then it's and then it's the second question. So, okay, you identify the vulnerable favorite and then you go, well, man, but like, who do I want to take to try to beat him with? Or do I want to try to take like everyone? Like you basically create like a not brewers bet by trying to price shop the Reds and the Cubs and the Cardinals. I wouldn't bet the Pirates ever, but like you could add them into if you really wanted to have all four and try to create a new type of bet. So like that's I've been spending a lot of time in these in this market for about a week. I wrote about it on Sunday at the Substack. Like I just if you go to all these different sports books, nobody really knows how to price this thing. The prices are all over the map. At one point yesterday, the Cubs were three, four, five, and six in four different places. <laughs> Does anybody think that's like rational? Like, it's just, nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what this is supposed to be. So like, I think this is the most interesting thing going. And I think it starts actually, Jeremy, I was going to go Reds or Cubs with your trade idea. And I kind of hijacked mm -hmm. this conversation. We'll go back to the trade in a second. Maybe that lends itself to who you want to bet. But I think it actually all starts with the Brewers as like maybe a vulnerable favorite. I see. I, I love the way that you bring that up and kind of broke down just the divisions. And you're right. The three divisions that you brought up are the most intriguing ones from trying to beat the the teams that are in the lead right now. Um, how? Let, let me ask you a question, and maybe it's you can't answer it. How long did it take you to get to this point of feeling like you have an edge on the futures market? Do you know what I mean by that? Because like I'm more of an old school better. I never really did a ton of futures. I um I do bet them. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll look at a win total for a team, especially in the NFL. I probably do more futures there than I do in other sports. But how long did it take you before you felt like? And maybe having a grip on it's the the wrong way, but the right way to evaluate this. How long did it take that? I mean, a, like a long time. I mean, I I yeah. I bet really badly for like a really long time. I still I still make some bets that I know aren't winners, just because like I think we all have even even like people that that bet with professionally is like a loaded word, but even people that bet mm -hmm. and have success in a lot of areas, you know, like you bet whatever pro football sides like really you never want to just bet like on the masters you don't want to just bet like a golf outright for fun because you like watching the masters so i'll make bets on that stuff sometimes and it's but I, one thing i've gotten better at is trying to like cut draw like a really definitive line in like what am i good at and like what do i win at 
it, no matter how obscure or ridiculous or stupid or low limit, what do I win at? And then what is the, all the other stuff? It's fun to bet this. It's fun to talk about. Like NFL sides would be a great example. I am obsessed with talking about NFL point spreads. I think it's really fun. It's really interesting. I like to make bets on them. Do I think that like in the next 20 years, I will record a huge profit betting NFL point spreads? Absolutely not. And so like there's part of that is the people that I'm competing against are really smart. They have better information than I do. They're smarter than I am. But like, okay, do I think in the next 20 years, I'll record a profit betting awards? 100% yes. I think I'm going to win betting every award market every year. That's how I go into it every single time. I think I, I think there are some futures markets where I do think I I actually can make really smart bets. And uh, and so even just learning that difference, what's one and what's the other, and for some people, and for me this is true too. Like it sounds like there are so many things I win at. There's actually so many things I don't win at. Like 95% of things, 99% of things I don't win at. But knowing having a really honest conversation about what goes in one bucket and what goes in the other is really important <laughs> like just because yeah. you know like if you that same like if i took the same mindset i have with award betting like i i it's tough to explain without sounding like i promise i'm not actually i'm not overconfident i'm not even really confident i guess even though it probably sounds that way a lot of times it's just like it's tough to explain like i just you know i i could look at if i know something really well and it's a season-long market i can look at it and can kind of unpack it really really well and, and be like here are the things that are going to change this is the price that's most likely to go down this is going to go up in a week this is what it's going to be most likely and then as the events change you kind of uh you you reassess what you want to do but like you know knowing okay like and for a lot for some people listening and this was me for like a really long time maybe nothing goes in the you win at it bucket and that's okay too mm -hmm. by the way but at least you know yeah. that at least you like. Have, at least you are armed with that knowledge, right? So I didn't. I know I didn't answer your question fully. I kind of took it in a different direction, but that's I think another good skill to have. No, but you did because, like, look, I I think I'm good at picking games. Every and I think if you ask any gambler, they're gonna say that, you know. And like um, playing daily fantasy for me was really hard in the beginning because. In, in the beginning, I'm picking all the great players, all the great matchups, the same way everybody else is doing it. But it's like. Well, wait a minute. Why am I losing all the time? Well, if I'm playing in tournaments, I'm picking all the same players everybody else does. You, you got to look at ownerships and you got to look at all these different things. And I think from a future standpoint, like when you brought up, when we brought up Garrett Cole in the AL Cy Young race and you said he can't win. And, and maybe there is a small percentage of a chance that he gets up there and he can win it. I just think it's an interesting take when we talked about, you know, Yoshi with, with the Boston Red Sox and like, Hey, he can't win this award. Now he can, but like that's you kind of. It's almost like looking at games and eliminating games you're not going to bet. You're eliminating players that you're not going to bet or finding out how you can beat them because of the favorites. I just think there's something um, really interesting about that and breaking it down and the thought process to it. Because I know how much money I lost trying to figure out how to bet games, and even then I'm still learning. And I think that's a big part of this is not thinking you know it all that you're willing to listen to other people and what they say. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think part of there's a, a skill or not a skill there's a, a topic called domain knowledge that's like i think really really important which is and i i think i used to give this advice to people and then i stopped because i was like nobody's actually going to take it because i was like oh you want <laughs> if you want to win find something like really obscure and i think sometimes when people hear obscure they think like serbian third division soccer or something and it's like well you know, if you don't speak the language of the country and it's t impossible to find injury information, like, yeah, don't try to beat that. But, you know, like as your first triumph, like take on something that you really think is like, I don't know, uh, 
lame enough that you can beat it, you know? So I, I've told this story so much and I'll just, uh, so just the first thing that I beat like soundly, it's like five or six years ago, I was betting into these hockey shots on goal props that like a site that a site offered. And I knew I had an edge. I like had a, I had a projection system. I read and I read news and information for every game. And I just, I like was very confident I was going to be a winner and I closing line value didn't matter in that market because like there's just, it's a prop market. Like there's a bunch of reasons why closing line value doesn't matter. And, uh, and I won a lot and then got banned from the site and getting banned from the site was like the first where I was like, I beat this. Like I beat this. Yeah. I did that. And, and it felt awesome. I wish I had the account back now, but it's fine. And, uh, I just, I, but I did that and it's domain knowledge. It's just like, okay, if you, uh, you know, well, let's say something that's going on right now. Cause hockey shots on goals, a little, like, uh, <laughs> a, little, a little tough to write, to think about, right. It's June 20th. Um, you know, uh, first inning hits runs errors, which I think is offered in a bunch of places. Uh, yes. I think it's usually like two and a half or three or something. I don't, I don't, I don't bet it, but like, I see it sometimes and okay. You decide that's what you want to do. You should be the expert on that. You should know every single thing that goes on in those markets. And that applies to two different buckets, right? Bucket one, it's really funny. I told Jake to be ready to talk about the NL Central and now we're, now we're just way, we're in space. We're with Elon Musk in this, <laughs> on this segment. Sorry, Jake, maybe next segment. Uh, and we'll get back to the NL Central at some point. So hits, runs, errors in the first inning, like two two types of domain knowledge. One is uh, sports specific. Are you, are you completely up to date on all information about all teams as much as possible? Are you reading a lot about there's funny, there's a professional better on Twitter who put out a tweet today and I bet it, I'm, I don't know if it surprised people, but if they thought about it, I bet it would surprise them. Put out a tweet today, like looking for someone who's offering to pay someone to write up coach transcripts and offering them like a hundred dollars a week or whatever it was. And, uh, so that he could take it, like take in that information without having to do all the work, like have somebody write up all the transcripts. You look at it. Is there anything interesting in what all the coaches, what all the managers in baseball said last night? And he said like, the, the usual person that does this is on vacation, implying that he always has someone who does that. And okay, what can we unpack from that? Which should be, which people know anyway, I think, but just like they're, even the best people want all of the information. It sounds like a Trump thing, even the best people. They want as much information <laughs> as possible about the sport that they're betting into. What can we gain any, can we gain any insight, any information that can create a valuable bet about what's going on? It's not just like make a number, like I want to read as much as possible. So that's bucket one for domain knowledge. Like how much do you know about what's going on in the sport or in the specific market that you're, that you're interested in? And then domain knowledge number two is, okay, all of the sports books on earth, locals, domestics, offshores, the guy down the street who wants to bet you on something, whatever, put them all together. Who offers this bet? Who opens first? Do some books copy numbers from other books? What are the limits everywhere for this? How much do the prices move during the day? When do they tend to move? Why do you think they tend to move? Do you know anybody else that bets into this? If so, like, do they have insight to offer you? When do they bet? Do they move the market? Like, none of that has to do with like, you know, the the starting pitcher for the pirates tonight sucks in the first inning. So I want to bet the over on this. None of it has to do with that. Like bucket two is all market domain knowledge. It's just like, are you the expert on that? So I, I don't know the answers to any of those questions with that one, 
but we talk mm-hmm. about WNBA most valuable player on the show sometimes. And I'm sure everybody just tunes out when I talk about it. Um, I, I like to think I know the answers to all those things and I can, I could rattle them off right now if I had to, and that's what it takes. And that's a market that I'm not competing against anyone smart. Like I'm not even competing against smart people there. And I still have to know all that stuff I'm competing. Like I, I, I'm not even that smart. I have to compete like this. I still have to know all that stuff just to do, just to win at that. I have to do that. Okay. Now imagine the person doing baseball and the person doing the NFL. Like now imagine what they're doing. So yeah, I mean, I just, I don't even know what you asked me at first, but I feel like that was pretty good. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I, look, look, you, <laughs> you nailed it, man. Like it, it, it's a matter of like figuring out what you're good at, what you're not good at. Like if you were terrible, if you followed hockey and you lost money betting hockey every time, why would you keep betting it if you were bad at it? But it's finding like realizing what you should and shouldn't do in certain situations. All right. More baseball. Jake will come up at some point, I'm sure. we got to get back to the NL Central. Sorry, uh, get Jake. a chance to talk to Jake. <laughs> Break down some more baseball right here on You Better You Bet. It's brought to you by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.